This is a homebrew podcast. Grundle, uh, who's the lady that keeps walking around with the cat? Oh, that's Scarlet. She's nice. She gave me a brownie. They're really good. Uh, uh, so is she a new member of the crew? What? No, no. She's nice, but why would she be a new member of the crew? That doesn't make any sense. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So there's just a random lady walking around the ship. Isn't there always just random people walking around the ship? Yeah, but she isn't one of Grundle's new crewmates, so who is she? Why is she here? And does she work for any of our enemies? Maybe even Zoros? Guess I'll toss the pair out the airlock. No, no, you can't. They're a new crew member. Grendel, you just said she isn't. She isn't. So toss them. You can't toss out our new crew member. You just said she isn't part of the crew. For the love of Zaldarin, do I have to explain everything around here to you people? Scarlet isn't a crew member. Scarlet's cat is a crew member. How hard is that to understand? Huh. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> no, it's so nice to meet you. Ah, uh, give up. G- goodbye. Ditto. Well, now that that's all cleared up, welcome to the crew, Scarlet's cat. So, do I just toss the lady or. Uh... Hey, everybody. This is your DM Grant with some bad news this week. Uh, we have just had the worst luck this last week with schedules. And just the acts of God interfering with our recording. And our makeup recording session was interrupted. Austin's power has been, like, obliterated. He's been in the dark for days. So I just wanted to apologize and just hop on here real quick and let everyone know. Shut up, Grant! Oh, buddy, we talked about this. You have to stay in my imagination. I'm not here to talk about how fucked up it is in there. I'm here to say the show must go on. But how? It's last minute. TJ is sick, too. I, I He's not feeling well. It's just... Ah. Get it together, man! God, stop being <laughs> some kind of coward! People need a story! Jeez. It's <laughs> a, a lot of slaps. We just <laughs> needed one. <laughs> ah, okay. I hear you. I, I have some ideas, but how? How are we gonna do this? You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Zone Brew. A place beyond all comprehension. Welcome back, travelers. I'm your good friend and guide, Grant Milky, joined by Cody Smith, Bruce Pirate Grundle, John Cayley, uh, Nivitz Poser, the eccentric researcher, and special guest, Andy Casares. I don't know what my name is. <laughs> and Katie Franks. I'd really rather not be here. <laughs> Damn! Y'all, this is a non-canonical adventure we're going on. I want to ask you to use your imaginations to play along and to just have a ton of fun. 
I have no way of knowing how long this will be. It could be like 45 minutes or it could be a couple episodes. I really just have no way of knowing. It could end in tragedy or absolute victory. That's up to you guys. I have no idea what's gonna happen here. Our characters are level five. So we are on the infamous mining colony, Hadria, which is apparently where all of our spinoff stories take place at this point, but it fit. So we're in the Hadria mining colony and we're gonna have Grundle and Nivitz here. And we do have Katie and Andy joining us from the amazing Power Word Fail podcast. If you have not heard Power Word Fail, go to your favorite podcatcher, look up Power Word Fail. It is an amazing show with some amazing people. We're super happy to have them. They're also on our Discord. You can join, you can talk to them just like you talk to us. They are in interacting with everyone, having a good time. You can go to actualplaypods.com and you can find links to their link tree, find their Spotify, Apple, all that stuff, or just search them on your favorite podcatcher. Again, it's Power Word Fail. So uh, we've got Katie, who is going to be joining us as Miss Fetz, the Mammoth Keeping Sorcerer. And we have uh, Andy, who's going to be joining us as Jerry, who's actually the warden in this instance, in this adventure. So this is set for me mentally in the future. So this is like after the events of campaign one, I imagine Grundle, Nivitz, you guys probably committed some just like criminal acts, like probably broke a few laws somewhere along the way. And you're here, like it's almost like community community service. Like you're here to be free from your crimes. You're in the absolute like lowest security area. So you're somewhere between like a prisoner and a contractor working off the, these fines in just kind of this like showy way of like, yeah, they maybe committed some war crimes, but they probably did some good stuff too. So they'll do some time, they'll they'll give back to their community and everything will be good. So that's mentally where I have this set is, is in the future. So you're free to reference things that may or may not have happened. So the outpost that you're at, again, minimum security, very minor infractions, but like highly skilled people would go to. And you oversee the mining operations, you provide security, you like bail out prisoners who get in trouble, things of that nature. Nivitz, you're here as a scientist studying Ossuarium. Of course. Right, yeah. The It is a very valuable mineral that goes into like engines, blasters, things of that nature. Grundle, of course, you're here as security. Miss Fence, you are here to tend the mammoths. And then we've got Jerry, who is technically just works here. <laughs> They're not actually here. <laughs> They're here by choice. As much as you can, you know, like a job like that. It's just my job. Right. So the the Hadra mining colony is essentially a massive ice rock. It's a ball of ice with this very, the only notable thing about it is that the core of it is ossuarium. Um, you, working off your debts here, hit the absolute mother load yesterday. So you have enough ossuarium pretty much to be completely free from your debts. You're gonna be able to go home. Everything's gonna be good. Not a worry in the world. And it's a good day, basically. So you should be in range to beam a message to home base tomorrow morning, tonight. It is celebration time. Uh, there's drinking, there's video games. There is whatever you might want to do with your time. It's been a great night. You guys have hit the, uh, well, not you specifically. You're just kind of running the station. Prisoners come and go. 
you are basically, again, just here for security. You're here if there's a problem. You're here if something breaks. You're here for a variety of reasons, but you're essentially just taking it easy, doing your community service, not looking for anything crazy. And the miners have hit this mother load. It is stored at the base that you are at, and you're just having a grand old time. Everything is going super well. When all of a sudden a proximity alarm starts to go off. And you know that there is something. Usually it's going to be some type of animal, some type of creature or a prisoner trying to escape. Something is where it's not supposed to be. After some scuffling, Jerry is going to get everyone together. Grundle, you're in charge of security. Oh, Oh, sure. And just like, I'm trying to have a drink. I'm trying to relax. The four of you get out there, figure out what's going on. And we're going to put the four player characters here. Basically, you open this big door. It is snowing. It's snowing heavily. It's very cold on the surface of Hadria. The snow is coming down so hard, it's almost sideways. It's a little bit hard to see. After this, like, airlock kind of shuts behind you, you see someone in the distance riding a mammoth towards you. You would note this as a little bit strange immediately, Miss Fence, because all of your mammoths are accounted for. This is not one of your mammoths. There's a mammoth riding towards you. As you start to get a little bit of a clearer view, you see someone is riding the mammoth. And this person is yelling at the top of their lungs over the wind, over the intense cold. Uh, Cold doesn't make noise. But over the wind of this snow, you hear this person be like, Help! Fucking hell! They're gonna fucking kill me! Help! And as you start to be able to make out the sounds that this person is making, you see shapes start to form behind them in the snow, in the cold. And you see these massive insectoid-like creatures, uh, creature skittering towards the mammoth. There's a couple other smaller ones that start to, you're able to make out the shape of. The largest of them is this massy, furry, but unmistakably beetle-like creature. And it rears up on two legs and smashes the mammoth over. And you see this humanoid get catapulted into the snow and just, you know, just land in the in the snow like people do. They don't really roll or anything. And the bigger creature, the, the mammoth starts to flail as it gets knocked over. And this insectoid creature goes straight for the humanoid, opening up these massive mandibles to start to eat them up. And the best way for D&D sessions to start. Everybody, roll initiative. Here we go, here we go. You think if I just kill him, they'll leave him alone? (laughs) I mean, he's dead. Do we really have to go over there? I can see. I can fight. Not when you're that late in the initiative, you can't. Uh, yeah. You know what? I rolled a... Three. It was a botch. Eighteen for Miss Fence. Um, that's an eight for uh, little old Nibbits. That's an eleven. That you're 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 getting the tone perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what I envisioned. <laughs> All right, Miss Fence. As I mentioned, this mammoth has just been batted aside with ease. This massive, majestic, beautiful creature that you guys used to move stuff around for long travels, tracks, things like that. And this insectoid-like creature is reared up, mandible spread. It is about to come down on this humanoid that you just saw fall into the snow. Okay. And this creature that's up here behind it, is this also a little bad guy? 
Oh, I see. There's more than one. I mean, what's bad? Uh, well, these are things that just knocked over a mammoth, and Miss Fence cares <laughs> so much more about mammoths than she does about anybody else. So yeah, they're bad guys now. Yes, then yes, they are definitely chasing this humanoid and this mammoth. Excellent. Um, then I would like to drop a fireball <laughs> right there. <laughs> Woo! Nice. What a way to start. That's a DC 15. Sounds like the best course of action to me. <laughs> I like it. They all saved, so show me what that half damage is going to be. Let's find out. Ooh. Did that last one save? DC's 15. Oh, 15? Yeah. Yeah, no, the uh, one of them did indeed fail. So 29 to the one that failed, and 14 to the two that saved. <laughs> Absolutely. The the uh, the southernmost insectoid creature, so these two look a little bit more humanoid, and they're screeching and chittering and screaming. Already looks rough. Like it's got like one of its arms that's coming out of its like thorax is just like completely limp already. So you see Miss Fence, who's been drinking by herself in the corner this whole time, not interacting with anyone. She comes out, sees this happen, and just her face creases with rage. And she throws a hand out, being very careful to miss the mammoth, and only kind of careful to miss the person who fell off the mammoth. Uh, throws her hand out and just fucking blows these people up. Jerry, massive explosion right out of the gate. No regard for workplace safety at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I don't give a shit anyways. Uh, we saving, we saving the... I guess we should save, save the guy. Save the mammoth uh, and the guy, I guess. <sighs> Alright. And Jerry's gonna take a sharpshooter shot at the big old monster trying to eat the person. Beautiful. That is a crit. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. There you go. Oh my god. I can't be outdone by that fireball, even though I didn't care. So that is thir- 30 damage to the yeah. big old big old monster. That's pretty nice. That's nice. It's very nice. It's like this thing showed you its underbelly <laughs> while it was like rearing up to chop down on this thing and just expertly placed an arrow right between two plates. You know, sometimes I shoot the guys that try to run away. I got pretty good at it. All right. Uh, uh, let's uh, try to shoot him again. <laughs> that's a 14. Uh, that is going to be a miss. Yeah, he gets one. You don't miss. It just doesn't quite get through, like, the chitinous yeah. plate where you had expertly placed the other one right in between. Jerry's just going to back up a little bit. All right, you, uh, you big new guy, you go. You go get him. These insectoid creatures start to forge forward. They seem like they have some type of weapons in hand. One of them is going to go for the mammoth, and the other one is going to go for the humanoid. The one that is injured seems just completely dedicated to forging forward. It looks very injured. It's scorched all down its left side, has legs hanging off of it, completely limp. But it is completely dedicated to getting to this mammal. Uh, singularly focused. It gets to the mammoth, and it just starts to claw down at this thing. So it's going to make a claw attack on the mammoth. 
and is not quite able. The, the mammoth is flailing around. It rolled a five. It's not able to quite get through. And then it's going to actually try to bite this thing with its mandibles. And it crits. What an asshole. Yeah, holy shit. Uh, complete got it right in the neck. And this little injured in, insectoid is holding on to this mammoth's neck. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a mammoth flail. I haven't because they're extinct. But I imagine it's something you wouldn't want to get anywhere near. Uh, the other insectoid is going to bite down at the humanoid that's in the snow and is not able to really find any agency in any sort of like vital organs or anything like that. Nivitz, you hear some steps behind you and you see uh, Coconut, who is one of the one of the humans who is here with you, not helping whatsoever, has a bottle, takes a big swig of it, is like, what the fuck are you guys doing out here? And leans up against the wall. Fucking coconut. Fucking coconut, man. He's Jesus a lazy Christ. piece of shit. Damn it, coconut. No are you going to help us or what? Where there's these weird things attacking a mammoth and something else. Don't look like anything to me. Well, you don't really look like much of anything to me. But I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> What'd you fucking say to me? That's what I thought. Walk away. Um... <laughs> You don't look like anything to me. So, you're not going to help? Nimitz is conversing with this coconut character as he, like, just kind of glances. Oh, yeah, I'll help. I'll help. Go ahead. Go ahead without me. I'll, I'll catch up. I hope they have time to do your thing, dick. <laughs> and Nimitz is going to cast... Uh, Nimitz is going to cast Scorcher. Is that a dexterity save? Yes. What's the save? Where is it? Where can I find it? Up above. It's 14. Dexterity. There we go. The large one fails as it gets scorched a second time. And the smaller one is able to definitely dodge out of the way a little bit. But the fire is still going to hit it. All right. 14 and then 7. Oh, I see. It's up there. 14. I didn't see the damage that first. The, the smaller humanoid one is looking pretty rough. The bigger one still looks pretty healthy. He is going to smash down at this humanoid. And it's going to be mandibles 21 for 15 damage. Starts to tear this thing apart. Hits him again with one of its massive claws. And it's just tearing this guy apart. Completely fixated on this thing. And as as it looks up and sees that you guys have started attacking it, it makes this crazy chittering noise, squeals at you, and then tries to focus back down on this prisoner that it's attacking. Grundle, it's your turn. Grundle's going to burst through the door past Coconut, holding his de-weaponized patty cannon, and charge the first thing he sees, which is that little bug man. Out of my way, Coconut! I'm gonna smash these bugs! Uh, a lot of energy. <laughs> I will rage. Woo! Let's go! I will use my great weapon master to try and flatten this guy. That did not work. Oof. I will try again. That would be a 13, I think. Yeah, a 13 is not going to hit. Do you have, do you have two attacks? Uh, that is with two attacks. Uh, the two first attacks. one was a... Two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a two and a 13 do not hit. This thing holds up this weapon that it's holding. It's 
thick chitinous claws and is able to fend you off as you try to bash down at it. Misfeds, they're going for the mammoth. They're really going at it. I know they are. So Misfeds looks furious and she takes a moment to read her character sheet so that she makes sure she doesn't screw this up. Okay. So she is going to firebolt. She's running towards this guy. Okay. Um, firebolting the guy attacking the mammoth. Okay. Not gonna hit. Doesn't hit. Nope. So I am going to quicken spell. Beautiful. uh, And use two sorcery points. So as she's running, she flings a hand out, fire flies out, uh, and I assume just kind of lands in the snow and sizzles in the water. And uh, then, quicken spell, she is going to cast Burning Hands at first level, which is a DC 15 save. Terrible, terrible damage. See if he saves. Yeah, well, I'll roll for posterity, but this guy is dead either. Oh, he's real dead. He's extra dead. He's extra crispy. And she just kind of screams at him. And right at the end, it kind of turns into like this almost draconic sound. And then she turns her eyes on this big one with the mandibles. Like, you're next. And that's the end of her turn. (laughs) The big guy, the big guy does save, but he's still scorched. This guy's been fired every which way. Uh, He is bloodied. (laughs) Gooeyed? He's a bug, not quite bloodied. He's... He's gooey. He's gooey. Yeah, he's gotten gooeyed. Gross. Jerry, you're up. All right. Jerry's going to take a couple steps over next to Coconut. Hey, uh, Coconut, what you got? What you got in the cup? Um, do I have to share, sir? Yes. Just give me a second. He's just going to turn around <laughs> and shoot the longbow twice at the big dude. Uh, the first time for 23. Absolutely hits. For uh, eight damage. Yep. And the second time for 15 to hit. 15 does not hit the big guy. Uh, it's just got very Damn. thick plates of kind of armor around its shell. So he's kind of just like nonchalantly like looking back, shooting off a couple of arrows. All right, Coconut, hand it over. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, he begrudgingly holds out this bottle of whatever swill has been smuggled in. All right, thanks. <laughs> Jerry's just going to walk away with it. With the, <laughs> with the drink? Yeah. And just, yeah. just sip it, sip it in the background while everything's going on. Let's see, let's see what happens here. <laughs> Ellen, Jerry's turn. Do you wanna? What do you think? Got, got a got a gold piece on the green guy? Uh, I don't know. You didn't do anything. And maybe <laughs> we'll. Yeah, I think that's we'll how see. it works, though. You come in at the end and you clean it up. You know what? I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Gold piece. One he gets gold to piece. Go. All right. So one of the smaller ones is dead. The other one is going to look up at you, Grundle, and try to push you away with a claw. It's going to strike out at you. 17 for six damage. And then it is going to continue to try. Sure. And then it is going to continue to, to try to bite down at this humanoid. And it does. It starts to, it rips a piece of flesh off of like where his heart, like between his shoulder and his clavicle is. And blood spurt, spurts up into the air. How's humanoid guy looking? He's not looking good. Not good. Real bad. Really, really bad. Like, not good at all. Nivitz, it's your turn. Ooh, that that guy's looking a little rough over there. Well, I don't really know him, so not my problem. (laughs) 
Niveth's then just gonna <laughs> such assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jerry's the only one who might have to do some extra paperwork. Everyone else is the stakes are kind of low. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, is this guy even a prisoner? Like, who is this? Oh, no. Uh, he's not any of the researchers I know, which is basically me. You can give me Tom. a check if you want. Um, let's say, like, an intelligence check to see if you remember meeting him. I got a one. <laughs> a six. You're sure you know this guy. You're, you're, you're fucking positive that y- you've met him before. <laughs> you might even be friends. And... Nivitz is gonna fireball the damage little one. It's not a natural one. It's just a one because I got a minus one. <laughs> <laughs> a 16 hits. Uh, that does nine damage. Uh, this one's starting to look very, very injured as well. Smash its face in. It has like a piece of human flesh in its mandibles and it's like trying to fight off Grundle. It looks very injured. Anything else there, tiny gnome man? That, that was Coconut, not me. Good luck! Everybody <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is kind of tiny. The massive one? No shit, I'm only three foot nine. I, ima- I like, imagine the snow's at least a foot now, too. So, like, you're probably, <laughs> like, really just peeking out over the snow. Trudging through. The big one is going to step over to the mammoth. Now that the, the humanoid is looking about torn apart, and it is going to try and um, bite down at the mammoth. It hits. Mammoth's not looking good. It hits. Mammoth is looking pretty bad. No! And it misses! (sighs) Mammoth is not looking good, guys. That brings us to Grundle. I'll try and uh, smash this bug. Die already! Ugh! (laughs) No! Die! still dodges you. <laughs> yeah. Gold's looking pretty good. Coconut's like, what are you doing? Get it shut together, up, man. Shut up. I hear the cold. anxiety because you're betting Watch. on my performance. <laughs> I'll give you a double or nothing on fence. Well, what about fence? To kill the big one. What do you think we're betting I, about? Of course. I, I think we're talking about the little one. What? Who cares about the little one? Well, that's the one the green guy's the hit. Listen. You gotta be more specific with these vents. Okay. Killing blow on the, the big one. I'm gonna go with vents. Two gold. Alright, but we're still got one gold on the little guy. Damn it. Wait, I never bet on the little guy. I said the green That's guy. That's what we that was the first bet. No. The green guy well, you were saying right in the history, green guy. Jerry, you can't just do whatever you want. Who? Whatever you want to. I'm a person, okay? Who is in charge here? I okay, fine. Thank you. <laughs> he hangs his head. <laughs> Fence looks over her shoulder, useless to both of them. And then she's gonna magic missile big guy at second level. Beautiful. That is 19 force damage. It's just that damage. You rolled almost max damage on that. Yeah, she's Crazy. real mad because of the mammoth. Very <laughs> bloodied. The big guy is bloodied. Quicken spell again. Woo! You could kill it. This could be it. I know. I'm going magic missile at first level this time. You can't do two spells. You can only do a cantrip with Oh, that. right. Firebolt. Sorry. I meant firebolt. You're okay. Firebolts. I'm not used to playing sorcerers, everyone who's watching slash listening, so you have to be really patient with me because I'm a dummy. Okay. 
Here we go. 16? That's it. <sighs> um, how, how do you want to, how does this thing die? To you uh, so she shouts that everyone's useless over her shoulder and um, she throws out one hand in these darts of uh, magical force just ping, 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 ping through this giant, gross, gooey, because it's very gooey at this point, right? So like a gooey ass yeah. dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goo yeah. everywhere. So it's splashing in and goo's flying everywhere, and then she throws out her other hand and just like burns its face away with her hand, with her firebolt and watches it fall. And then she turns to the mammoth and just starts petting its head and like glares daggers at that last remaining um, bug man thing. Give me an animal handling check. Okay. See if you can calm this thing down a little bit. I'm a calm. Oh, 23. 23 animal handling. This thing has been flailing and going crazy and just your expert hand and even just your presence. Like there seems like there's an extra factor beyond just the steps you're taking. This thing calms, stops thrashing, stops hurting itself and just lays quietly while you start, you know, guiding it how to get back up. And Jerry, you're up. We've got one injured little guy over here. Shit. All right. He's going to sharpshooter shat. 16. <laughs> this thing had three health points. How much damage did you just do? <laughs> That's 16 damage. Jerry's like, I'm not. Fuck. It's too old. Now losing three. <laughs> just falls and just aims. And just right by Grundle, right into his little bug face. The thing, uh, the thing falls your arrow coated with this goo behind it. And you look oh, and see coconuts, man. coconuts on his fingers. Like what? So plus carry you, the one. You owe me a gold. Two. Wait, no, because yeah. you order of operations first. So you, yeah, right. It means you owe me one. He looks really good. Roll persuasion. <laughs> Or deception, if you you can That's choose. That's a seventeen. Hey, seventeen. He's like, damn it, and he he coughs up a gold. He hands it to you. He's like, you're always winning, Jerry. It's not any fun. That's what you get for betting on the green guy. And he looks at you, Grindel. He's like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fucking guy. I almost had, I think three gold. I think, and now I lost what? Wait a second. <laughs> And he shakes Jerry, his head. Jerry just starts walking away from coconut. Right. Yeah, all right. I gotta go check out the, uh, yeah. Okay. Mammoth is injured but calm. Miss Fence has calmed the mammoth down. Uh, the humanoid is bleeding out quickly. Here, let me help you. <laughs> uh, as you do that, uh, Doc, Dr. Bronze shouts out from the... Um, Entryway, so he's not coming out into the cold, but he's seeing. He's like, "No, don't, don't, don't touch him! Don't touch him! Oh no! Don't him. You got carefully get him." And they start to uh, figure it out. People start to pile out to see what happened. Uh, these are all of the people that are at this base with you, and they look around. What's going on? Mark runs over to the drone to make sure it hasn't been damaged. Doc. Bronze starts to, you know, walk you guys through getting a stretcher for this humanoid. And he says, get, you gotta get him to the med bay as soon as possible, Grundle. Please, hurry. Get, please, please, Grundle. Yeah. Take him to the med bay. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, here, let me 
me try. I try and gently scoop him up, I guess, but it's yeah. obvious. It's not. I don't know. I don't know how gentle it is. <laughs> o- O'Leary, who's the other person there doing security with you, he runs over with the stretcher. You guys carefully put him on the stretcher, and he would be willing to go with you to the med bay if you would like to go. Not like that, O'Leary. You're being too rough. What are you talking about? Gotta do it more like this. He shakes his head and just listens and get him on the stretcher. And Doc Doc Brown says, come on, come on, come on, come on, let's go. Uh, and Grendel, you can move freely. Everything is set up. I have the doors all open and shut. You can open and shut them as you would like. The map works. So just narrate what you're doing since this is an audio drama, right? But the map does work just fine. And O'Leary is going to follow you right now with the stretcher. So wherever you want to go. Uh, what's everyone else doing? Miss Fence is sort of speaking very softly to the injured mammoth. And once it's back on its feet, she's going to lead it over to the mammoth pasture? Question mark? Wherever the mammoths yeah. live. Yeah, go ahead and get in out of the cold, everybody. Mark verifies that the drone is fine. Nothing has happened. You see Salem, who is kind of the other doctor here, Nivitz, the other scientist. He seems to be very interested in these creatures that you have just killed. And he does not follow the rest of you in. Everyone else heads on in. Is the mammoth safe? Is he coming inside? Uh, Yeah, it, it gets up carefully, um, calmly. And follows you. And if you head into the base, you will see that we've got the... uh, I have little signs set up for you. (laughs) Oh my god. You sure do. I sure do. Incredible. Uh, Which way is the main bay? This is main base. Cargo bay. Grundle. Grundle. It's It's always the same direction. We've been there like eight times. And Jerry's just following along, like, please don't kill him. I just, it's more paperwork than I need right now. Just let's go, let's go. Blood is spraying out of him while Grundle stands there and like looks around. The blood is like dripping down Grundle's like face while he looks around. This guy is completely just like falling apart. Sir, you need to stop bleeding. <sighs> Grundle's like clean backing this. Like, through just... the door. All right, this way. Pivot, pivot. <laughs> Sir, you're gonna hit the wall. <laughs> then I'll put my shoulder up and back into the one more door. <laughs> I'm gonna mark the one that's been injured for you. Okay. Uh, Miss Fence. So, Miss Fence has gone into the mammoth pens where there is a, a little terraform dome where your base's mammoths are kind of. They eat, they're able to graze a little bit, walk around. And she has escorted the injured mammoth in. Grundle and O'Leary and Doc Bronze and looks like Jerry is following along to make sure no one dies, Mm -hmm. is heading back to the med bay. So you're going to be passing through the laboratory, which is where Nivitz works. And then you're going to be passing through this kind of command room, which is where uh, there's like a, a map and where you're able to kind of get pings and things like that all the way up into the med bay where we get this guy laying down, blood is still spraying, uh, and Doc Bronze goes to work. She's like, what the fuck happened to him? What is going on? What were those things? Bugs. No, no. Bugs? What are you talking about, bugs? Bugs. 
Okay, do you have any more information, any more specifics? Big, big one, small one. Big ones. bugs. Okay. I, I'll, I'll do my best. This is not looking there was, good. There was one bigger than me and two smaller than me. That's not helpful. He didn't hit up. any of get, them. Get he out of here. Let me work. Yeah, I didn't touch him. Didn't touch him. I tried. Him. Oh, the butt. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Now get out of here. Let me fucking work. Get the fuck out. Go. Alright. Boy, I hope you live. You know, we should consider putting the med bay closer to the doors. <laughs> just well, wouldn't it be cold if we did that? Yeah, but like if somebody gets hurt, we gotta walk them through all these fucking doors. Like, I feel like you would die. You know what? I'm out of here soon. I'm out of here soon. It has to do with the electricity. The generator is actually further back so that it doesn't get cold. So that's where most of the power drain comes from. That would make sense. O'Leary is talking to you about it. <laughs> O'Leary, listen. I yeah. got, like, two weeks left. I don't oh. give a shit about where the generator is. Oh, okay. The power. Just sure. stop talking. I mean, you might have a little bit longer if that guy dies. What's in these jars? Because it's going to take longer than then that. Then make sure he doesn't die. What are you doing here? What? What do you want me to do? Oh, O'Leary, you're so bad at this. Okay. What's this thing in this jar? There's two of them. Oh, those are some, uh, you know, specimens we've dug up from under the ice. Nivitz is supposed to be studying them, but he's kind of fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. No, I forgot you were friends. I'm sorry. Please. I'm uh, sorry about that. He is. He is Who's that again? Lazy. Is, that, is that the small guy? Yeah, little guy. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yep. Spends a lot of time He's stuck in the, the snow? Where, did, where is he? Where is Nivitz? Uh, Nivitz, let's cut. Smash <laughs> cut to Nivitz. What is Nivitz doing right now? Eating. He's eating. Hmm. Well, did anybody bring in a specimen? Coconut! Huh? What? Nice! I wanted to ask you to drag uh, one of these into the research lab. I'm demanding you go fuck yourself. I'm not your fucking bitch. <laughs> Why mean- would I carry? Why the fuck would I carry something for you? We're alone. I might just beat you up right now. Jerry's not here. What do you think about that? I'll get Grendel. Though he wasn't as impressive. Is that this the time. green one? Cause <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> impressive or not, though, he'll still kill, kick, kick your ass. I'm gonna kill this guy. <laughs> do you want someone to carry something? Why don't you ask Baby? He's the custodian. Baby. Baby. Baby pops his head out from the uh, wreck area. It's like, huh? What? What do you need? Ah, baby. I need you to grab a specimen. It's outside of the snow. All right, got it, boss. And he just runs off, sprints towards the door. He's got some hustle. Can't believe I forgot about that guy. Nivis is going to try to study it. And then, Miss Fence, what are you up to? So, Miss Fence has uh, led the injured mammoth into her mammoth pen. And when she is out and about with other people. She's very brusque and very unsociable. And uh, But she walks into the mammoth pen and her face kind of softens. And she walks the, the injured mammoth in and uh, kind of reaches out a hand to scritch the trunks of the other mammoths. And then she just kind of like murmurs to the injured mammoth and starts trying to tend to its wounds and make sure that it has food and everything else it needs and has completely put that injured person out of her head and the bugs they're gone got it so that will take a little bit of time 
So let's cut back and think to the lab area. Baby has put this insectoid-like creature specimen in this lab area. O'Leary is going to wander off back to the rec room. Uh, you hear Dr. Uh, Doctor Bronze in the corner is still yelling like, Holy fuck, I'm going to fucking lose him. Oh my fucking God. Oh, there's so much fucking blood. I didn't sign up for this. And Grundle, what do you do? Uh, I'll poke this bug thing. Okay, science. Jerry, what do you do? <laughs> Jerry's just like, oh, there's a little one. Yeah, didn't get stuck in the snow. Don't you dare lose that patient. I don't need this today. And he's just I yelling. I don't fucking need oh. anything from you ever. Shut the fuck up, Jerry. We get it. You're retiring. We fucking get it. You know, wait till I tell the wife about this. You know, she's gonna, she's gonna, oh boy. <laughs> He's just gonna take a swig. <laughs> Baby is going to step back and kind of watch uh, curiously. What are you getting up to, Nivets? Do some science. I don't know anything about biology. Like, I study stars and how to create them. I have no idea about biology. This is gonna be fun. Uh, Salem would walk in at that point. And Nivets is gonna try to cut open the body. <laughs> Okay, Salem's not going to walk in yet, because that's hilarious. <laughs> Nivitz, so you're... <laughs> Describe to me what you're doing one more time. Um, I'm about to dissect this insectoid with about the biggest cutting instrument I can find. So if there's like a miniature like bone saw, chainsaw thing in there. A chainsaw? Yep. You find something way too big and start cutting into this thing. Nivitz is actually just, like, standing above the thing and just, like, chainsaw down, cutting into it, walking backwards, just cutting it open. I've always wanted to do this! Goo is flying everywhere. Uh, Salem, (laughs) the biologist, walks in. What the fuck are you doing? Science! Science! I thought I was having a fever dream. Jerry, you're just watching! I mean, it's kind of cool. He smacks his forehead. I'm not cleaning this up, Jerry. I mean, it's your space. You gotta clean it. Isn't that what that baby guy is for? Baby's like, yeah, sure. I'll clean it up. Don't make baby do everything. No, it's okay. Kid. No, baby. (laughs) Kid's kid's my brother. (laughs) 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 Jerry's just gonna look and take another big, long gulp out of this bottle. And it's just, oh my... Not today. Not today. So, uh, Nivitz and Grundle have their fun. Salem would leave them to it. After it is getting late, Dr. Bronze would approach you wherever you wind up. Jerry, rec room, bunk, whatever you want to do. He would approach you after a couple hours. He looks tired. He's, he, he's like cleaned up, but there's still like flecks of blood and bits of person. And person. he would approach you. And, um, well, I caught, I, I did the best I could. I, I don't know how long he's got. Maybe the night, maybe not. What do you mean? The fuck? Wait, what do, you, what do you mean he's got the night? You're the doctor. Like, just, you know, put a bandage on it. I did everything I could. It's up to the fucking fates now, man. Fates bullshit. Just, you, you know, you gotta have something. Like, I don't, listen, if you cause me... To be here longer than I need to be. It's gonna be your head. I'm, I mean, we're talking about a human. 
life here to start. You could be a little less cold. Can I? I can't use all of our medical supplies on this one person. I mean, I don't no. know when we're going to get resupplied next. That's fair. Can't you just go steal it from uh, the, the mammoth lady? She's got to have something, right? Um, sure. I mean, I look, I he's... I, I don't think there's any other medical steps I can take. I have patched them up. I don't even know what's wrong with them. They've just so, been torn apart. Maybe we go the other way and we just, you know, end his suffering. Then I could start no. the paperwork. We could get out of here. You uh, could just start the paperwork anyways. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like, if then if he doesn't die, I did all that work for nothing. And it's that's just like, like a sunk cost fallacy. That doesn't actually just, logically make any sense. What? He shakes his head. He's like, look, all I'm saying I, is I'm, I need I'm some rest. Go, go go, sleep. I'll uh, watch him. All right. And he, um, I think he would probably wander back into that room and kind of sit up straight in a chair and just fall asleep sitting with, with this patient. Jerry will probably make his way back through the lab and post himself outside of the door for now. Okay. What else are you guys uh, doing before any potential rest? Do I hear the conversation where I hear that the patient is stable? Um, sure, yeah. I overhear that as I'm like, you know, putting my lunch tray away or, you know, in the cafeteria and I'm gonna sneak off to go try and talk to the patient. Okay. Um, Jerry... Are you sleeping here or just hanging out here? Uh, he'd probably hang out here for a little bit and then he'd just leave and go to bed. Grundle, you're waiting until Jerry falls to sleep? I think if I, like, walk in the room and see Jerry's just, like, standing in the room, like, doing some work, I guess getting started on that paperwork or whatever, I'll be like, oh, uh, and, like, uh, leave. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then I'm just what? gonna, like, hide. What? Over here. Okay. <laughs> until they leave. What the fuck is up with these kids? Baby's like scrubbing the ground and he sees you hide and he gives you a thumb up. It's like, that's a good spot. Shh. No, no, uh, shh. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, when Jerry eventually went to bed, even if he saw Grendel, he would just ignore it completely as he walked out. He'd just be I, like, I, I, no. <laughs> just off to bed. I love the idea that you see him standing behind the vat and just ignore it completely. Okay, so we're at the point where everyone else is going to start heading to bed. So I've got Mark, O'Leary, Baby, Salem are all in bed. Uh, Coconut's in bed. Miss Fence, what are you getting up to? I think that after a little while, after she's sure that the um, injured mammoth is stable... She will come back out of the mammoth pens and start heading toward the med bay area. So she'll kind of wander in here and say, did he wake up? Do we know what happened to them out there? Is it just me in here? (laughs) (laughs) Grundle looks around like there's no way she sees me. Uh, Nivitz is in here working on the body. Yes. Uh, Nivitz, but she's also looking directly at Grundle, like, hiding. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna stand there like you are, like you don't see me. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi, Miss Fence. What? Hello, Nivitz. Um, is, is Grundle doing okay? Shh. Oh, don't see him. 
Oh, of course. I don't see him. He's not <laughs> um, in here. But on the bright right. side, I have figured out it's not a mammal. <laughs> Very... I could have told you that. I specialize in mammals. Well, I mean, 100%, it is not a mammal. Got it. Science has proved so. Yes. Anyway, did What's-His-Face wake up? Nivitz is going to peek over at the other side of the room. At this point, Doc Bronze would probably still be working. He'd probably hear cursing every once in a while. No. Nope. I'm just going to walk right in there. Mm-hmm. Wherever Dr. Bronze is. Yep. Uh, so at this point in time, Doc Bronze would be, uh, have kind of both hands in here, staples, stitches. There's like a robotic arm from the med bay that's working on him also. Jerry, I believe, would be hanging out by the door, kind of like peeking in every once in a while, if I'm correct at this point. Yeah. And looks up, what? So you gotta make it, Doc. He, he like takes his head to the left a little bit. It's like, maybe, hard to say. Has he said anything about what happened to him out there? Uh, he comes in and out, uh, but no, he hasn't said anything. I see. The mammoth's gonna make it, for what it's worth. I don't give a fuck about the mammoth. Miss Fence, well, we've been I, over this a lot. You can't have my medical supplies. Well, I don't really give a fuck about the rider, so we're really sort of at an impasse. And she's going to steal some gauze on her way out. <laughs> Not even, like, stealthily. She's just going to pick it up. And he like it. He's, like, elbow deep in this person. It's like, what? You got a fucking, a fucking shit. Fucking mammoths all the fucking time. So <laughs> she passes by Jerry in the hall. <laughs> Even Jerry. Jerry's like, <laughs> nice job. Thanks. You were almost not useless out there. I did uh, stuff. Yeah, you bet on stuff. And one. Fair enough. It's I mean, it's day. coconut. It's coconut. How can you? Yeah, you can't that, be mad about. That's fair. Yeah. Did you actually win, or did you just confuse him? What? Oh, good night, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Miss Fence. And Miss Fence is just going to go to bed. <laughs> okay. So we're going to fast forward to when Grundle. It's safe. It's safe to sneak out now. <laughs> Your ploy was perfect. Perfection. Grundle's going to sneak around the corner, sneak into the other room. Doc Bronze is snoring in a chair, kind of like, you know what I mean? Like the dad sleep with his head back, mouth open. Um, give me a stealth check. With, uh, with advantage, because he's asleep. A 10. I, I had it as a 10. You're good. You Push open work, the door. But you're good. I look in. Hey. I walk up <laughs> to the patient. Hey. Um, I think they open their eyes. Hey. And look at you very weakly. Their breaths are shallow. Um, seems like they're kind of, like, struggling. Every breath is a little bit of a, a battle for this person. Where do I know you from? <laughs> <laughs> Watches over the pain in his eyes for a moment, uh, and he just kind of weakly shakes his head. I don't know. I don't think we've met. Have you ever been to the Vatican? No, no. Have you ever been to Paradise? No, I'm, I, I'm not rich. Huh? Who are you? Where am I? You're in prison. Have you ever been to prison? That tracks. Yes, I'm still in prison. Okay. 
Yeah. How long have you been in prison? Nine years. I might have met you nine years ago. Maybe I'm not good at math. He shakes his head, looks around, been like, where, where is this? I used to hang out with a dwarf. Okay, I'm really tired. I'm sorry. Can I go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to figure out where I know you from. Okay. I think it's from nine years ago. Hey, why? what happened to this place? It used to be way worse. Now they're like going easy on you guys, trying to save your lives and stuff. This is like the bougie side of Hadria. Did you used to be on the bad side? Yes. Roll insight. All right, that's that's gotta be how I know you then. Because I used to be on the really bad side. You can give me an insight if you want. A 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's being, yeah. It tracks. He's being honest. Uh, right. All right. Well, it's good to see you again, man. But I said you're not going to make it through the night. He's asleep. He's already out. He's already out. Incredible. Rest well. And I'll fluff his pillow for him. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the best sequence of all time. All right. Nivets, anything before bed? He's going to wait to see if Grendel comes back out of the... the med lab over there where the patient is i'm gonna wait for them to die <laughs> after waiting like a half hour determining that grundle's doing grundle things he's probably gonna just wash up and then head off to the bed the sleeping quarters okay i've never seen anyone die of natural causes these aren't natural causes <laughs> 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 I can see why Grundle would think these were natural causes, though. Like, bugs are a natural thing. That makes sense. Okay. Night passes. You all start to fall asleep. Things start to calm down for the night. It is very late. This is after. And then you start to hear some crazy noises. What noise does mammoths make? I don't actually know what noises. You hear trumpeting. (laughs) You hear... Miss Fence, inextricably, a very distressed small herd of mammoths. Everyone hears this. There's something crazy going on. Miss Fence is bolting through the, uh, the you know, staff quarters area and down here to the mammoth pen that I can't seem to access right now. What am I doing wrong? You might have got stuck. I got, yeah, stuck. got stuck. I got stuck on a corner. Oh, God, you no-clipped. I no-clipped. All right, but I have made it to the mammoth pen. Everyone else, what are you doing? Jerry's just going to be like, get a hold of your shit, Miss Fence, and slowly Fuck make you, his way Jerry. that way. You hear from, like, really far away. What the hell is that sound? And Nimbus is going to just groggily walk towards the mammoth pens. Okay. Grendel will be, like, running down the hallway, dragging his paddy cannon, holding, like, a sleeping cap. With, like, a long (laughs) sleeping shirt on. Like Ebenezer Scrooge? That's what I'm imagining. Okay, perfect. Jerry is making her way. I was going to say holding a long candlestick, but it didn't quite add up. (laughs) I I got the vibe, though. Jerry's probably in his underwear. Is it an actual sleeping cap? Or did you just steal, like, a medical gown, and that's what you're wearing for your (laughs) sleeping shirt? (laughs) Doc Brown's like, stop fucking taking with medical supplies! Fuck! (laughs) So you 
see these uh, mammals, Mrs. Fence, uh, what you see is the three mammals that you know are kind of backed into a corner, and they're staring at the one in the middle, the the one that was injured, the one that has just arrived. Okay. Okay. Everyone, you see this. This thing starts to vibrate. It starts to shake. The mammoths start to make these crazy distressed noises. They start to trumpet. They start to panic. They're freaking out. The the tension in here is as thick as it can be when the head of the mammoth that you saved explodes. It breaks apart and seems to fold back over itself to where all you can see is the trunk and the tongue of this thing wiggling where its head used to be and blood starts to spray everywhere. The mammoths start to panic and this thing sprouts tentacles out of all over and it starts to flip around. Acid starts to spray out of this thing. Everything is going crazy. The mammoths get covered in this acid and they, they seem like their bones are just starting to dissolve. All of them? Yeah. These things are freaking out. It's all happening so quick. Everything is vibrating. Everything is shaking. And out of them sprouts these creatures. They look to be like mammoth heads, but they have wings sprouting out of the sides of their heads and they start to fly towards you. So everybody freeze where you're at and roll initiative. Jerry, I'm going to have you start a little bit down the hallway just because you mentioned walking slowly. Uh, And these things start to make the most insane howling and screaming noises as they blast from the bodies of these mammoths. There is blood everywhere. There's this acid everywhere. These things are screeching, screaming, falling apart. As I mentioned, their bones are dissolving. Ooh. Oh, no. These creatures are going to go first. Okay, so what happens? Grundle, fence, Nivets, you see this. One of them flies straight up and it seems to crash into this like vent and just starts to distort itself. Like pieces of it are falling off. There's blood and gore. There's black goo and blood mixed with this like mammoth head and it squeezes itself into the vent and leaves the area. The rest of them fly at you with tentacles coming out of their mouths. Uh, sprouting out of this like mammoth trunks and they are flying towards you Uh, and we're going to get several bites here we're going to get let's see what we got we're going to have three bites on Miss Fence and three bites on Grundle as they fly towards you and start to bite at you ouch okay Grundle does a 20 hit you yes 13 disregard the set disregard the second set of damage there Uh, 13 doesn't hit you so it's 10 damage total yeah, 15 is my armor class, so that last one does hit. Okay, and I haven't gotten to rage yet, so... Okay, so 10 damage, and then three bites on Miss Fence. 10, 8, and 20? <laughs> does the 20 hit you? The 20 hits, yeah. Eight piercing damage as this thing bites into you. Its mouth, so picture the trunk of the mammoth. This is going to be hard to picture, right? Trunk of the mammoth, mammoth head. The trunk opens long ways into a mouth, and it bites it. <gasps> like this? Like a crocodile? No, the other way. It's oh. long ways and it's opening like a sideways up. crocodile. A sideways yep. crocodile like this? Yes, exactly. Gross. Okay. Uh, awesome. And as it opens too, you would see that like this long tongue that kind of runs down the inside of it has eyeballs on it. Oh, okay. Cool. Great. Miss Fence, it's your turn. Your babies are all dead. 
My babies are all dead. Uh, sorry, I didn't actually mean to click on that. I was trying to click around something else. Um, alright. Let's see. Actually, I mean, what the hell? Let's go with that. Uh, okay. DC 15, dexterity save. So, she's surrounded by all of these things. These things that used to be her babies. And she throws both hands out and acid flies out of both hands. So that's a DC 15 dex save. Ooh, uh, you kill two of them. Swell. Nice. I, I really want to get the one that ha- that chomped me with its eyeball tongue thing. So Got that it. one needs to be extra dead, please. And thank you. They fall to the ground, sizzling, smoking. The smell is terrible. It's like nothing you've smelled before. Like, just straight decay and death. <sighs> okay. Um, and then, and that's it for me. Okay. For this turn. Jerry, you hear... <sighs> you're not sure what you hear. There's no way to describe the sounds that you hear right now. You guys really need to stop destroying shit. And Jerry is going to run. Uh, and he's gonna use his feline agility, because he is a tabaxi. Uh, and also right now, like, all of his, all of his fur is just, like, smush-faced, because he's been sleeping. So he's just got the, the cat, like, a little bit of drool, everything's, like, going to one side, uh, in his underwear, and he's just gonna run. And I don't know where the door is. <laughs> you went in the same corner that, uh, oh, I got, Spence yep. got stuck on. So he could get to here. And then he's just gonna take a couple shots at these little fuckers. So he's just gonna try to not shoot Grundle, who's standing in the door. Okay. Grundle! Grundle duck! He's just gonna take two shots. 13 on the first one. That hits and kills one of them. You skewer it. I imagine it goes all the way to the back wall and just hangs there. Goo starts to fall out of it. And then I'll let on second one. Uh, Grundle, move your, move your fat head. <laughs> what the fuck are these? Pippin, it's your turn. Mm. Well, let's get rid of these before we find out where that other thing went to. And Nivitz is going to cast Magic Missile. Wait, what other thing? The thing that happened to the vent. <laughs> Don't one worry of... about it. Don't worry about it. One of them escaped up into the vents, Jerry. Oh, shit. So much for security of the base. And Nivet's gonna smack uh, one magic miss onto each of them. I hope that's enough to kill them. If not, then I made a mistake. (laughs) Uh, Two of them are still up. (laughs) One of them dies. There's still two left. But it is Grundle's turn. Coconut peeks around the corner. Coconut's watching, you know. 22. Oh, 10. Batter up. You slam one of these mammoth heads into the wall. It smashes against the ground. Blood and gore seeps out of it. The other one just whiffs around you as it's kind of flailing. Uh, and it is going to try to bite Miss Fence. Okay. It misses, though. It misses again. With an eight. And it's Mrs. Fence's turn again. Alrighty. I am going to raise both hands up shoves them forward and firebolts the little guy. He's just a little guy. Just a little guy. He's just a little boy. 13? You crisp it. Crisped. Being hit with fire, this thing 
squelches and just like, it seems like every drop of blood from it like retreats from the fire. Seems to be very distressed by that, by the by the flame. Interesting. So they're all dead now, right? They're all dead. Well, we're Except out the one of that combat. Got away. Okay. Yeah. We're out um, of combat initiative order. Miss Fence is going to run through the remains of all of these little things and just sort of drop to her knees in front of one of her mammoths. What the fuck was that? From behind you, everyone is awake now. And Salem specifically is like, back up, back up, back up. Don't touch these things. What the fuck was that? You're the expert. What was it? It. He, Weren't you looking just, at the fucking bug? I, th- you th- tell me. There's nothing, nothing like that. The, uh, it, it looks around and it's like, I, I, you just gotta stand back. Everybody, stand back. No one can be in this room. Nobody can be in this room. Everybody, back up. Fuck you. Do you think Should we, we could fit coconut in the vent? One of them's in the vent. It looks up. There's only one person who could get in the vent, and it looks back at Nevitz. Oh fuck! <laughs> I can lift you up. You'll, <laughs> you'll be yes. you'll be fine. Jerry, tell them to get out. We don't, we get, we don't know oh, what this is. Um, get out. You are the man. I just c- come on, come on. Room. I just like we'll put we'll put the yeah, up in the vent. Yeah, just out out of the room. Miss Fence is gonna stay by the mammoth long enough to make it clear that she is not listening, and then eventually she'll get up and kind of shove past everyone to get out into the hall. All I said was get out. Does Jerry still have the flask that he took off Coconut? Oh, no, that's the bottle is empty and in the room. And Perfect. Jerry sees two of you right now. He's just pretending not to. Uh, is Coconut still out here? Yeah, so I would place everybody is like looking at this. They're all confused. It's like, what the, you know, what the fuck was that? What just happened? She's gonna um, walk I up think... to Coconut and grab his collar. Mm. Booze. And uh, roll up. intimidation for me. Okay. 18? Yeah, he doesn't, no lip whatsoever. Uh, retreats to the rec room and comes back with a nicer bottle than the good stuff, the good vodka. She'll take the good vodka and shove past him, and then she's going to go back to the med bay and sit with what's-his-face. The guy who's... The the guy. Yep. Patient zero. Patient zero. She's Uh, just going to sit in the room with him and drink. Salem uh, takes a sample, a bit of this, one of these mammoth heads, and takes it to the lab... Um, and is just kind of like frantically looking at this, um, taking samples and testing it and things like that. Seems to be very interested, a little uh, unsettled. Um, and he, <coughs> if anyone were to follow him into that lab, he would tell uh, O'Leary and Grundle, who are kind of the security here, to, to, to torch that room. He'd be like, you gotta burn everything in there. You gotta completely decontaminate it. Whoa. Can I get a flamethrower? Uh, yeah, I think there's flamethrowers in the storage area for decontamination purposes, at least. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Come on, O'Leary. You know, sometimes you get to enjoy your job. Sometimes work can be fun. O'Leary's like, yeah, I love the flamethrowers. The flamethrowers are fucking great. So I guess me and him uh, get to work on that. Okay. Um, I'm going to 
just a reminder on the doors as we start to get into this. All of the doors are open right now. Um, mm. I'm going to open the door to the storage area now. Uh, it is up to you to tell me if you are shutting a door from here on out. Just to just want to be totally clear. Oh boy. I would have shut the door going into the patient's room. Okay. She wants to be alone and wait out this dude to find out what the fuck just killed all of her babies. Dr. Bronze is in there. Do you... Get out. He startles awake from his chair and he's like, fuck you. Fuck you. Get out. This is my fucking station. You can't fucking be in here. What's what's out in this room outside of this? This is like the command area. So there's a big map table. There are filing cabinets. Um, and then there's like the comm areas right next to that. Has a bunch of communications and like server okay. type stuff. I'm gonna put down my bottle of booze. Pick up a huge armful of his medical supplies. And throw them out into the command area. Oops. Yeah, he's like, Vince, what the fuck? And he scrambles out and starts to pick things up. I shut the door. <sighs> yep. Um, and anyone who is in the vicinity would start to hear banging and shouting of Dr. Broads. Now, instead of cursing, he is cursing Miss Spence. The fuck you? Jerry! Vince! Fucking! Vince, open the fucking door! What are you fucking Fuck doing off, in Dr. there? Brand. Jerry was at first in the hallway, and he probably saw Grundle walk by with a flamethrower, and he's just like, oh, what? No! Oh, shit! Uh, and then the yelling starts. He's like, oh, shit! Fuck! What the? Jesus Christ! And, like, just ends up, like, walking off to find the yelling and hoping that Grundle's not gonna just burn the entire building down. Though it might be worth it at this point. <laughs> so he will walk to find... Dr. Brown. Bronze is banging on the door. Or Brown. She's like, Vince fucking locked me out. Fucking in there. What the fuck's going on? So, <laughs> what do you know about flying mammoth heads? His face just like complete what the fuck. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Listen, there's one in the vents. Uh, the rest are dead. Don't touch them. Don't touch him. Uh, he looks past you and Salem's in there with like all of these like little medical drones and stuff looking at this big scooped mud. Like, what the fuck is that? Uh, it's that they got tentacles and the mammoth exploded. Listen, she's having a rough time right now. Everything died. Everything died. Like, just, just give her the room. Just give her the room. Is there a window in this door? Do you want there to be a window? In the oh, no. I was just going to say that if there is a window, what you guys will see is Fence sitting on the floor with her back against the wall, with her, like, arms on her knees, just, like, swigging directly from this vodka bottle and <laughs> staring this guy down. Bronze looks back at Jerry and then looks back like, Jerry, I washed my hands of this. That guy dies. It's your problem. Oh, no, you, you said you were done anyways. So, like, if he dies, it's your problem because you already did everything you could do, right? Right? This is the conversation we just had. It's your fault. Before, it's your fault. there was a drunk mammoth herder in my fucking lab. I mean, maybe she can deal with the flying mammoth head because she's a mammoth herder. You ever think of that? He puts his hands up in the air. You're the boss. Whatever you say. Good luck. And he storms past you. You're probably gonna die. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man, the motivational. <laughs> Put that up on a poster in the rec room, guys. Probably gonna die. Hi. Okay, so I'm gonna put Doc, Bronze, and Coconut in the rec room. Uh, it's a little late. I think Mark and Baby and O'Leary. Well, O'Leary is staying with Grundle because flamethrowers. That's fun. <laughs> Mark and Baby, as you're walking past Grundle, they're like, we're gonna get some sleep. And Baby's like, yeah. I don't know why you have to clean up, but hey, I'll take it. Good night. And Salem gets, yeah, so Salem is working on this mammoth head creature. Fence is in the med bay. Jerry looks a little frustrated with the situation. Grundle and O'Leary are headed to back to the mammoth pens. Nivets, what are you doing? At the time, right away, he's like, should we incinerate this room? And before he even heard about flamethrowers, he's just gonna like stand in that hallway where he shot magic missiles from, and he's just gonna start firebolting everything he sees in that room. Like he's just change casting that spell. Yeah, Grundle, <laughs> that's what you see after you fetch the flamethrower. Are you kidding me? What are you doing? Well, I asked if we should incinerate the room. Yeah. And so I said, yeah. I am. They told me to do it. They told me and O'Leary. It's a security detail job. But these are some weird fucked up things. That's a science job. You should be studying right now with Dr. Weirdo. I don't remember their name. Uh, was it Salem? Or the Salem. Oh, Duck? yeah, that's what it was. Thanks for reminding Salem? Oh, yeah. Well, to be honest, <laughs> this is all out of my field. So I'm probably actually better off here, but if, I mean, if you want to take over... I think that it's kind of similar to what you do. It's like almost the same thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure, uh, uh, you just <laughs> want to use the flames here, don't you, Grundle? I mean, I did. Just throw it on the ground, kick it across the room. You shouldn't kick flame. Th- O'Leary's like, fuck, shit! <laughs> he, like, <laughs> runs and grabs him. Grundle, you can't throw that, man. Why not? It's combustible. That's the whole point of it. It's a thing that combusts. Just go try shooting it off of the room. Just go have fun. Shoot it into the vent while you're at it. Hmm. Alright. <laughs> it's not as fun. Can you make a clone and put it in the room for me to torch? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Alright. I guess that's a no. no. I take it. Now these things are around. Might need it. Yeah, I I think it's my, my, my device isn't actually here. They didn't let you take the cloning device into prison. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I'm with it. Hey, everyone. Editor Carl Gauss here. We're going to have to cut it there for this week. Special thanks for Andy and Katie for joining us for this adventure. You can find Powered Fail along with the homebrew at actualplaypods.com. If you'd like to support the shows, check us out at patreon.com slash the homebrew. And come hang out with us on Discord. We'd love to hear from you. Listen to the exciting conclusion next week of The Zone Brew. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors, starting with Samuel Pierce shall forever be emblazoned upon the homebrew wall of fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. Don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, 
the silent assassin who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, zombie dad, Belmont, hunter of the unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Special thanks to the last guppy, last of his kind, in search of a new home. And Austin Katzenberger, the inventor of the cat burger and secret nemesis of Ricky Rat. Check out Austin's project at foldsofhonor.org. And Timon King, previously a longtime listener of Galaxy to Galaxy Radio, who hacked their location and joined the crew. I knew I should have set up that extra firewall. Oh well. Of course, there's Colossus, a rock column formed in nature and then lost in the stars. Hope to see you again someday, Colossus. Here's to you, Tritus, the fifth cog. Best damn warforged gunslinger this side of the Milky Way. And Odin, the egg thief. Get your damn hands off my goddamn eggs, Odin. Keep an eye out for Zip, a tiny adventurer seeking to help his parents. Good luck, little guy. And Brendan Baker, a simple slaughterer for beef. I'm sure Mr. Goy would approve. There's been another sighting of ghostly Bigfoot. Grundle's long-lost friend and fellow abomination. Gotta be more careful, big guy, or they're gonna find you one of these days. And the illustrious Kentuka Numba, a tamer of dragons and creator of musical delights. Special thanks to Ariar, the warforged monk who joined the crew in search of their missing car keys. They're always the last place you look. Might want to watch out for Zuma, a mortal who is searching the galaxy for a cure to the disease he is cursed to spread. Probably going to need to keep six feet, or maybe six light years from this guy. Incoming SOS from Captain Joe Rogers says here he's stuck on Terra in a future beyond all comprehension. Whatever that means. Special thanks to Chaos Incarnate, Destroyer of the Multiverse, forever trapped in a frying pan. Hopefully not Grundle's frying pan. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash the homebrew, and we'll see you next week.